Hey folks, welcome into the, the Irish Theatres Podcast. We are just around two weeks until the start of the NFL season and the Pittsburgh Steelers going up against the San Francisco 49ers. Can't wait for that. Michael McQueen, delighted to be joined by Jimmy English and Dave McKee. First off, Jimmy, we are getting closer, mate. And I know every podcast we say how excited we are, but it genuinely really feels now like we're getting there. We're entering the last game of preseason this week. And then we wait in joyful hope and expectation for hopefully a Steelers victory in the first week of the season. Yeah, I think at this stage, Michael, it's almost like waiting for Christmas. That's what it feels like to me. It's like waiting for Santa to come on Christmas Eve, waiting for the first regular season game of Cedar football and um, there's just that led, there's so much anticipation and um, you know and the build up throughout the preseason has been fantastic too and there was a little bit of swagger to the Steelers um, against the Bills which I liked so hopefully they can they can replicate that on week one against the Niners absolutely I'm like I I've really enjoyed the preseason this year I, I don't know what it is or if it's you did long for football but Dave, it's, it's been, and we'll, we'll go into talking about this Bills game just a, wee, just a bit more detail in a wee minute, but it's been a great preseason so far, and as Jimmy said, just itching to get going, man. Yeah, the preseason has, has went as, as well as I think we can expect, Michael. But yeah, it's, it's just, we're just at that point now where I think we've seen everything we need to see at that rate. Um, obviously, heading into the last week now, just let's try just get through it and um, hopefully no injuries and stuff and you know I think we're just ready to roll on to, to September now so just backing up everything Jimmy said you know that we've, we've seen everything we need to see now and just obviously heading this game on Thursday night and uh, get it over and done with and roll on September Bingo it's been, it's been a mad few weeks obviously in, in a positive way in Ireland because obviously having the Steelers come into the global market scheme and Jimmy uh, I know you're a, an avid supporter of you know, developing the game locally, like I think a, a lot of people are here. And Ireland played host to the IFAF European Flag Football Championships in Limerick at the weekend. My first time in Limerick, and just props to the Steelers. I know it's it's important to mention this because they donated gear and jersey jerseys, etc., to the Irish Wolfhounds. That's the national team for Ireland for both male and female players. It was great to see Jimmy because you know I think like I was walking around at the weekend, and honestly, like, and this this was pre the gear coming out, like. There were so many people in the stats. I actually hit the head home. Like, there's so many Steelers fans in Ireland. And yeah, props to them. I, I know the players were delighted. And it was a great weekend as well. That good of a weekend that even the NFL was talking about it this morning on NFL Network. Yeah, absolutely, Michael. I mean, I think there there always would have been a a bit of a Steelers fan base in Ireland, given, of course, the historical connections between the country and the Roonies. And, and just because, of course, you know, we had the, the game here back in 1996. But it's great to see the investment from the Steelers and the effort they have put in to make to make Irish fans feel like they are, you know, that they're part of this growth in Ireland. They're part of the, the Steelers' plans for growing the fan base internationally. And uh, yeah, I mean, I was a little bit jealous that I that I wasn't down there. It looked like a great weekend, and everyone have, everyone had a great time. And it was great to see a, a successful major um, international flag football tournament, you know, coming to Ireland. I mean, flag football in, in, in its own right is becoming more popular and more competitive. And, you know, it's third dates. It's been on the cards now for a number of years to have it in the Olympics. And um, it might even be the next Olympics or the one after. I'm not entirely sure. But again, great to see the buzz. Great to see the Steelers getting behind it and supporting our national team. And um, yeah, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it was, it was great to see and just great to see so much Steelers black and black and yellow, but more so green Steelers, caps, everything. So great crack and obviously looking forward to seeing what happens with the game here with flag football. I'm sure the Steelers will do something in that regard at some point. 
Uh, excited to see what this fan event is going to be and when that's going to be announced. Everyone stick to this podcast, do subscribe, and we'll bring in the news whenever it does. The Steelers have made a verbal commitment to that. Dave, let's, let's, let's jump in that game against the Bills that happened in week two of preseason. Great again to see the game in GEA go. Very, very handy when you're actually not at home in my case, and I was watching it on my phone. It was great. Uh, and at, at a decent time as well. You have to look at that performance, especially in the first part of the game. And Jalen Warren with that big run, pretty much from that, like the, the offense looks sound. I know there's a lot of you know, backups on, and but you've seen a bit of Kenny. But as we talk about to our guest, Dave, like there's not really many complaints so far at all, especially going into the Fairbank preseason. Not, yeah, like, like I said earlier in the podcast, Michael, I think it's been the perfect preseason so far. Obviously, you know, we've had one one major energy, uh, injury, sorry, with, with Corey Trice. Um, but apart from that, every other, everybody else has managed to stay fit. And the performance has just been, it's been as good as we could have hoped. You know, um, Kenny Pickett, Pickett is just looking so confident right now. Um, that throw to Friar move for the yeah. time was incredible. Obviously, he heard move after the game, as we as we call him move. Um, he said after the game, he can't, even, he can't believe how much Kenny has come along just with even this short space of time. Uh, the Jalen Warren touchdown. Um, I know there's a lot of talk going on, obviously, with Jalen Warren. We've mentioned in the podcast he's good enough to be a, ro- a starting running back in this in this league easily. Um, obviously, uh, you know, people are starting to say maybe he should be running back one. For me, I think we need to pump the brakes on that a bit more. <laughs> um, but look, uh, Don Moore Jr. as well, you know, he's stepping up um, in, in the tackle position. He, he allowed that run to, ha- to actually happen. So, there's just a lot of positives going through. There's no negatives you can really say. I, I would find it, you would need to find a very negative person to bring any negatives up so far about this preseason because it's just been as good as we could possibly hope. And that's just hopefully it, it, it translates into the actual end of the season. Absolutely. Jimmy, mate, like, I think anytime you go 27 up, you'll take it and run the hills, mate. Yeah, absolutely. And I saw a, a wee clip on, on, on social media after the game, Michael, Kenny Pickett had a little uh, Conor McGregor swagger on him. And I thought was, that was fantastic. And I mean, he looked so confident throwing the ball. He was out there slinging it. He, like he, he let it all loose. He looked so comfortable. He looked like he belonged um, as a Steelers QB1. And, you know, it wasn't just the offense that, that had a good game. The defense really stepped up as well. I think there was four to- total turnovers or takeaways in the game, um, three of which were interceptions. One was a fumble recovery. And Joey Potter Jr., I mean, that's what we drafted him. That's what we were hoping he would turn into as a ball hawk. And like, I know let's... Let's all calm down a little bit. It was against backups, but again, he he read the route so perfectly and jumped it. Uh, he'll never get an easier interception again in his career, I don't think. So it was great to see him get number one um, early on in his career, uh, and I think he yeah he he has shown a flash of what he's what he's capable of. Uh, I think he will be a cornerback starting week one, uh, and overall, it was just a fantastic team performance. Um, so yeah, let's just hope we can carry it into into Atlanta now and uh, into into the regular season. Please God, please God. We will talk about that last game of the preseason in a wee second, but we're going to bring our guests on first off, folks. As we get closer to the regular season starting, and as we enter the last game of preseason, we're delighted to welcome Mike Pursuit to the Irish Steelers podcast. Mike does a number of different things for the Steelers, contributes to Steelers Nation Radio and also Steelers.com. Great to chat some earlier. Here is Mike. All right, folks, uh, on this week's edition of the Irish Series Podcast, we're getting closer and closer to the regular season. We're only a couple of weeks now away from the Steelers entertaining the 49ers in the first game of the season. 
we've had some great guests over the first few weeks of this podcast and you know there is no exception this week we're delighted to welcome a guy that's covered the Steelers for decades locally he's the current host of a number of different programs on the Steelers radio network that includes the game day show and also writes for Steelers.com Mike Pursuta Mike uh, as we say over here uh, Falsha welcome how are you doing pleasure uh, to be joining you guys I have not yet had the good fortune to make it to Ireland. It's on my to-do list, but I feel like I'm getting a little foot in the door here. So thanks for having me. Hopefully, Mike, at some point, you'll get the chance to fly over the Atlantic or over the pond, as you guys call it. It's funny because we usually ask every U.S. guest, have you ever been to Ireland? So you're ahead of us there in a good way. And um, I guess, Mike, you know, um, we'll, we'll talk about this down the stretch here on, on this chat. There, there are obviously so many Steelers fans on the island of Ireland so so many and you know i know a lot of them will be aware about you but for ones that aren't can, can you maybe talk to us maybe a little, just a little bit of your history with this team and some of the things that you've seen down through the years yeah i'll give you the the short version uh my, my family is from western pennsylvania uh, i i grew up in philadelphia but my father had recently moved, moved everybody from the pittsburgh area to philadelphia so he insisted that Everybody remained Steelers fans because that's what he was. And I've been working uh, in the media in uh, Pittsburgh or the surrounding area since 1985. I started covering the Steelers for the last three games of the 1986 season. So I go back to the Chuck Knoll days. Uh, I've done newspaper work, television, radio, and now I'm kind of doing uh, a, a radio show in the morning here in Pittsburgh. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, hosting the Steelers radio network pregame show and doing the Steelers.com stuff as it comes up. So I've been doing this a while, uh, and it's, uh, it, it's something I always wanted to do growing up. I wanted to be in the media, and I wanted to work in Pittsburgh covering this team. So I've been very lucky. Uh, maybe I should have aimed a little higher, fellas. I don't know. But uh, I kind of got to do what I wanted in life. So, you know, got that going for me, which is nice. No, yeah, you know, you're certainly right there, Mike, in terms of your vast experience covering the team. It's great to hear from your memories down through the years. If we switch focus to this year's team, the 2023 Pittsburgh Steelers, what are your expectations for the Steelers as we enter this year? Because there's so much excitement, there's so much positivity around this team as we enter the new season. You know, I think it's the work in progress thing. I think for the last several years, the last few years of the Ben Roethlisberger era, and certainly last year, I think they were just trying to keep it together. Now, of course, publicly, they always say they're trying to win the Super Bowl, but you know, teams get old, guys go, you have to turn over the lineup. It's not easy. Uh, it's a very competitive league. I, I think they were realistically trying, at least my perception, uh, they were trying not to fall apart, not to go 5-12 and 12 or 6-11. and 11. Uh, The vibe I'm getting this year, and I think the vibe the fans have uh, definitely back here, is that, okay, this is a different ball game. They're back in the competing for a Super Bowl business. They have what appears to be a talented team, a deep team, a young team that is maturing. And a lot of us in the media, you know, when you're in the media, you're kind of skeptical by nature and you're looking for reasons why it's not going to work. Uh, a lot of us have been looking for those reasons throughout camp and guys, they're hard to find. Mike, you covered a team for many of the year. Um, I guess outside of any Super Bowl victories, what has been your most memorable moment, Dan? Putting you on the spot here, like what's been your most memorable moment covering the Steelers? 
Uh, I would have to say just the rivalry with the Ravens. You know, you know that got white hot and intense, and it's been that for a long time now. And uh, you know, you could look at an AFC Championship game or something significant if you want. But really, to me, the beauty of it is whether both teams are really good, whether both teams are struggling, whether one is good and the other is struggling. Those two games, to me, are the essence of what football ought to be. And they're so physical, and they're such great games. It always comes down to three points, four points, two points. Uh, I just One of the things I really enjoy about the job that I have is I get to watch two Steelers-Ravens games. No matter what happens throughout the course of the season, I know I'm going to see that game twice, and I know it's really going to be worth watching. Yeah, that's a personal favorite for me as well. You know, I mean, the Ravens are definitely two games that I look forward to, and I look at immediately when the schedule is released, Mike. You know, looking past that, there's a bit of talk on social media now about the battle between both Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. Just how good has Warren been in camp and the preseason so far, you know? And what are your thoughts on this position as we enter the season? Yeah, I think uh, the latter, definitely. And this is nothing against Jalen Warren, who is an outstanding number two back, and you need to. Uh, the way the NFL is played now, and he's going to get some some chances to contribute. He probably will contribute, but it, you know that conversation's been had around here lately as well, particularly after the Buffalo game. And the offensive coordinator Matt Canada kind of put it to bed yesterday. Uh, he talked with several of us, and he said Najee's number one. And they, the reason you haven't seen him very much in the preseason is they are protecting him because he is number one. Uh, he's gotten some work in practice and. I got to tell you, he was very effective uh, in the brief opportunity she got up at St. Vincent College. You haven't seen him much in the preseason games, but uh, their perspective is Najee Harris is the clear number one. My personal opinion, I think really highly of that guy. Uh, his work ethic is unbelievable. Uh, I think he has not yet been able to produce what he is going to this season in large part because of factors that were beyond his control, a transitioning offensive line. Uh, the change at quarterback, the the youth around the offense in general. Uh, I, I think that our position this year to have a very good offense, and I think Najee Harris is going to be a huge part of that, guys. Absolutely, Mike. And one of the, I guess, um, we'll talk about the Steelers in Ireland in just a little second, but one of the major benefits for Steelers fans in Ireland over the last few weeks especially has been the opportunity to see the local Steelers uh, a video output in these games for local TV on a service called GEA Go over here, which is basically like an Irish version of like NFL Game Pass. So we've been able to watch the the last two games. Just your thoughts on that Buffalo game. I mean, a lot of positives. It, it looks like the team is really making some good steps as we go into these last few weeks of preseason. Yeah, uh, there, there's definitely a reason to be uh, highly encouraged, I would say. Now, you got to keep it in perspective. It is the preseason, and it doesn't count, but what I think you saw in that Buffalo game in particular, unlike Tampa, Buffalo was playing its number one players on offense and defense for a quarter, quarter and a half. You saw the Steelers' number one defense really get after Josh Allen, who's one of the best quarterbacks in the business and one of the guys who is you know supposed to be one of the reasons why the Steelers aren't going to go to the Super Bowl, right? I'm sure you guys have heard this. There's too many good quarterbacks everywhere else. Kenny Pickett's too young. They can't compete with Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, blah, blah, blah. 
you know, we're, we're going to see about that. But what we saw Saturday night, uh, you saw Kenny Pickett lead a couple of touchdown drives against the number one defense. You saw uh, Pat Fryermuth uh, beating a very good linebacker in Milano. You saw Jalen Ward making a little stutter move at the end of his long touchdown run against Jordan Boyer, a very good safety. Uh, you saw Darnell Washington, the rookie tight end, draw pass interference in the end zone against A.J. Klein, another very good linebacker. You saw the offensive line blocking the, the guys for Buffalo. I mean, it was only quarter and a half or a quarter in some cases, but it was the real players against the real players. So, uh, you know, we'll see if they can put it together for four quarters when it really matters. But uh, I was just talking on my radio show this morning before I joined you guys. If you were thinking about things that you wanted to see from the preseason so far that you haven't, you're going to have to think about that a while, aren't you? I mean, you wanted to see the offensive line be better, right? You wanted to see the offense score from distance, splash plays in the passing game. You've seen that. You wanted to see the defense take the ball away. You've seen that. You wanted to see them stay healthy first and foremost. Uh, only one guy, uh, major injury so far, uh, Corey Trice Jr., a seventh-round draft pick, and a quarterback who was actually looking very promising. They lost him for the year, but everybody else looks good to go. Uh, you know, it's it, it's not time to plan to pray again or anything like that. I don't want to give anybody uh, any type of uh, indication that I'm making predictions for 12 wins or division championship or anything like that. But so far, it has been nothing but positive, fellas. And the boxes you wanted to see them check in preparation for the season, they are being checked. And uh, in several cases, they're being checked with little exclamation points being added. Yeah, look, I, I couldn't agree more with you, Mike. You know, it's all positive stuff. Obviously, watching the preseason on Diego has been great for us. It's been really positive. Just even watching as a fan, you know, one major positive, in my opinion, I don't think anyone expected to, to take off this quick, but we've spoken on the podcast in previous weeks. You know, you look at Nick Herbert, he looks an absolute monster in his position. Can you just talk to us about what his progression has been like so far? You bring up the TJ Watt connection. I'm not sure if you guys, uh, if the backstory made it across the pond, but T.J. Watt played at Wisconsin. Nick Herbert played college football at Wisconsin. They play the same defense that the Steelers play. So the Steelers trust that when they're looking at Wisconsin players and evaluating them, they're going to be asked to do the same things for the Steelers that Wisconsin is asking them to do. So they get a little uh, security there in the evaluation. But Nick Herbert, a couple of years ago, reached out to T.J. Watt on social media and basically said, hey, can you help me out? I'd like to learn a few things. Watt responded because they're both Wisconsin guys. So imagine if you're in college playing this sport and you're getting tutorials from the NFL Defensive Player of the Year. Hey, that's going to fast track you a little bit, isn't it? And the quickness since he got to St. Vincent College and training camp and they put the pads on and actually started banging his quickness off the edge is very T.J. Watt-like. Now, uh, it remains to be seen if Nick Herbig uh, is big enough and experienced enough to play every down, if he can set the edge against the running game, if he can deal with the physicality. But, guys, I think we've seen already situational pass rusher, which you need one or two of those definitely in support of Watt and Alex Highsmith. This kid can rush the passer at an NFL level. He can get the quarterback on the ground. At an NFL level, they anticipate he will be a very, very good special teams player. He's also got a brother in the league who's an offensive lineman the Steelers picked up this past offseason. And 
I've always been a big believer if your dad played or you got a brother who played or an uncle, it, it's such a transition, unlike any other uh, over here, that any, you know, it's like a cheat code almost. Or uh, it, it fast tracks you. You you have access to information and an understanding that the, the regular guy does not. So, yeah, I think number 51, you're going to see him making some plays this year. Love it, love it, And, Mike, you, you said at the start of this podcast you haven't been to Ireland, right? But we, we know that the Steelers do an awful lot internationally. They've got, a, like, obviously, a huge presence in Mexico. They've got a German podcast, and they've got so much more things going on. There's, it's It seems like, you know, the, look, there, there's always been, obviously, that natural connection to this island with the Rooney family, but it feels like, Mike, it's now really went up a gear, and you can, you can see it. Like, I was at a football event at the weekend, there was, Loads of people walking around with Steelers caps, Steelers gear. You're talking thousands of miles away from you guys. I guess just what are your thoughts on the Steelers international efforts and just your thoughts as, as a guy that's followed the league for so long? What do you think in terms of the NFL expanding globally? Do you like it? Oh, I love it. Uh had a chance to go to England with the Steelers and I think it was 2013. And a lot of people came from America for that game because, you know, the it was such an attractive trip, but there there were a lot of local people in England that that follow the NFL. You mentioned the the ties with Mexico. Uh, just out of training camp last week, uh, somebody had draped an Irish flag over, uh, you know, one of the separating barriers between the fans and the field. I didn't get a chance to go over and ask them if they're actually from Ireland, but I did meet a guy from England at training camp last year. I I think uh, you know it's not that far. Uh, if you go from New York to Seattle to play a game, uh, you, you go from New York to Ireland or England, you know, ballpark about the same amount of travel. So uh, I would like to see uh, the league get more involved uh, playing internationally. Um, I'm also a big hockey fan. I don't know if you guys are or not, but uh, hockey is a very uh, global sport. Basketball is a very global sport. Uh, I think football could be as well. Yeah, it's definitely something we're trying to ha- to hand over here. You know, the game is just growing massively in Ireland, and, and over the last few years, I couldn't agree more on that. You know, looking at Thursday night, Mike, we're heading to Atlanta against the Falcons in the last preseason game. You know, we've spoken in the last few podcasts about the importance of preseason, how and when you use certain players. What are your expectations for Thursday night itself? I, I think the guys you want to see play are going to play some. Now, uh, Mike Tomlin said. Uh, immediately after the Buffalo game, one of the reasons he took the starters out as quickly as he did was it was going so well, right? I mean, two touchdowns in the first quarter, the defense shutting Buffalo out. He was seeing what he needed to see. There is a little time lag between Thursday night and the regular season opener against San Francisco. So I I don't think you want to shut him down completely. I think you want to see him get out there uh, and just kind of do more of what they've been doing, right? We've seen them score touchdowns we've seen the defense play well but it's been a very small sample side just see if he can build on that uh the younger you are probably the more reps you will play because there is no substitute for that kind of experience a, a, a joey porter jr or a darnell washington or nick herbig you can see those guys out there more than you will kenny pickett and tj watt but uh i'm my guess uh, mike Tomlin. i'm not sure when you guys are going to post this mike Tomlin's going to talk to us here uh, in a couple of hours, but my, my guess and my suspicion would be maybe a half for uh, a lot of the guys and then shut it down. But, uh, you know, 
number one goal is always to get out of these preseason games with no injuries. But you do need to get the work in because, again, those those game reps cannot be replicated in practice. The crowd's there. It feels like a real game when the guys are playing it. And, uh, boy, if you had seen uh, Joey Porter's reaction after that game when he finally got to play after missing the first one and he gets the interception and he gives the ball to his dad, uh, just the, the look of pure joy on his face in the locker room. Uh, he needs he needs a little more of that. Get out there, have some success, start really feeling it uh, as much as you possibly can going into the games that matter. Just for people listening, Mike, obviously people can check out your work on the Steelers Radio Network and also on the Steelers.com throughout the season. I do have the feeling that we'll definitely maybe check in at some point down the stretch a few weeks in. You know, you're obviously more than welcome to come on any time and we've, we've massively appreciated just your sort of overview of this team and just talking about your time so far covering this team and I think like a lot of us we're, we're, we're very excited that the Steelers have made a commitment to having a fan watch party here at some point during this season so as TBC at the moment and um, so it's a very exciting time for Steelers fans in Ireland it's an exciting time for Steelers fans around the world as we look up to this Falcons game this week which is on GEA Go and get closer and closer to this Niners game so Mike thank you so much and uh, enjoy the season and, we'll, and, and we will chat to you soon Guys, I had a blast. I'd love to do it again sometime. Okay, folks, great, great to hear from Mike and Jimmy. Like, look, just, just generally, it's always great hearing from, like, players or personalities, but when you hear from someone that's been around this team for so long, it actually paints a picture of just how this team's been throughout the years. Yeah, absolutely, Mike. It, it's it's always great to get the inside track from these guys who, like you say, have been around the organization for so long and have that insider knowledge. Uh, you know they're at the sideline. They're on the sideline of practices. They're on. They're they're out there in training camp, and, and they really do bring that extra additional level of insight. Um, that we as that we as outsiders, not outsiders, but across the sea here, we don't guess. And uh, you know, it's it's always been a dream of mine to at some stage get over to a, to a training camp in St. Vincent College. So I might have to get onto Mike about organizing that after this. If, like Jimmy said, they're now, and Mike obviously mentioned a lot in this chat. I think we have to get over to the physical college next year and I think we're just going to have to like um, make like a GoFundMe or a demand that we're going to get over there. Imagine the crack over there next year. It'd be a great crack. Honestly, I think we we either go as media or we just go as blow-ins, honestly. Uh, I'm dying to get over there. Absolutely dying for it. Um, just the crack. It looks looks unreal and I think we can only add this, you know? I'll mark it in the diary. Let's, let's see what happens, boys. I mean, we, we've seen the... The Irish flag at training camp a couple of weeks ago. I'll happily replicate that in some form or manner of us just standing there waving at the lads. It'll be your crack. And it's it's hard to believe that we've been doing this podcast for a few weeks, Jimmy, and we we finally come to the situation where it's the last preseason game, and this is it. Like this is where the focus goes. And thinking back to just a few years ago when we had four preseason games, and the players like a, a lot of the starters used to play three to four weeks. So the, the first three games, and that by the fourth game. It was never really a sole situation where you have a starter, but when you have that one less preseason game, it's difficult. You know, like we've seen Mike Tomlin come out this week and said about this game, which takes place on Friday morning at midnight or half half past 12, our time on GEA go, Mike, our coach Tomlin said, we'll play the first group until we have a level of, level of satisfaction on both sides of the ball with those agendas and we'll go from there. Jimmy, just, just your thoughts on this game against the Falcons, a team where many expect them to really be challenging in that division this year now with Arthur Smith it's it's a game where you'd like to see that momentum continue you'd like to see that positivity continue 
but get everybody home, get everybody safe, get, get everyone ready to go for the Niners in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, Pickett and the rest of the starters might play, I think, maximum three or four series, maybe even less. I think this this preseason game, like, they're going to use it to, to determine who are the backups, who are the primary backups, who are third team. Um, and I think at this stage, our QB situation is set. I don't really see Mitch Trubisky taking a third-string spot to, to, to Mason Rudolph. Although from the limited action that I have seen during the preseason, it, honestly, it's a toss-up between the pair of them. <laughs> and I think I think they're going to use this game, like I say, to to de- to determine the the second-string running back and third-string running back. And you know, both Anthony Richardson and Jalen Warren have both shown a lot. So they're definitely in contention there. And like, but yeah, I, like I I agree I agree with you. Get everyone home safe. Let's have no major injuries, and let's just roll into the into the regular season. Dave, it's one of those things where you, like, as Jimmy said, and as I said, you want health to be priority, but you mentioned to Mike and you've mentioned to guests over the last few weeks, you still want to make the most of these the next few minutes, the next quarters that you have, because once that game is over, there is nothing happening until this game in a couple of weeks time against the Niners. Is there anything that you'd like to see going into this last game? Yeah, I just can't echo enough. We just we just need to get back healthy. Um but at the same time, you know, we went down to Atlanta last year. I think it was actually one of Kenny's breakout games. We ended up winning. Um, of course, it's a different team. It's a different setting with it being preseason. Um, obviously, just can we just continue seeing what, we, what we've seen already, you know? Um, and I think we've been quite conservative as well. If you look at us, you know, we've, we've, we've haven't, you know, in terms of like our, our first team starters, you know, we've, we've been able to take them out pretty early in both games. Obviously, with the Bills game was incredible, you know? Um, if you think of it, you know, people were maybe thinking Josh Allen would be the player that would be taken off early, and then he's still on the field in the second quarter, and it's just like, it's incredible how well we've played. But as as Jimmy said, and as as we've echoed throughout preseason, just if we can get to September, um, first game against the Niners, it's a long break, I know, between uh, the third week and obviously the first week of, of the regular season. But if honestly, if we can just get to that first week and have no major injuries, and we're set, honestly, I think it's it's been a a 10 out of 10 preseason because you, you can't really choose anything as in terms of performance and obviously if you get through it's um healthy then that's obviously the, the massive bonus so not nothing i really want to see it um, i can think of right now anyway but just as i said please get home or get home uh injury free <laughs> i think it'll be it'll be interesting as well to see who they end up um returning punts and kicks because up until now it's been a combination of calvin austin who Almost had a putt return touchdown against the Bills. Got tripped up just at the end of his run, and you could see that he he thought he was gone and he was frustrated. Um, and they had the uh, is this uh, oh the th- the third string running back whose name was completely gone from my head, and it's been a long day. Um, but and they had a couple of backups as well of returning returning kicks and on special teams. So I think they're really going to use this game to determine those spots, and of course the fluidity throughout the season. Um. But no, I think overall it's it's just going to be a kind of a wrap up game, confirm what we already know, what we learned throughout the preseason, and just uh, test out everyone else really. Quick one for me before we finish this week. Look, I've been chatting off this podcast to certain people on different different podcasts about the AFC North, and the general consensus, at least here, is that the Steelers are really going to challenge for the division. It's 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 really interesting. But if you look at the actual large scale media. I guess um, I'll start with you, Jimmy, and I'll get Dave's thoughts as well to make it balanced. Like, you, you had ESPN this week where Ryan Clark called Kenny Pickett a complete quarterback. 
and believes that Pittsburgh are a major player in the AFC, never mind the AFC North. I'd just love to hear your boys' thoughts on this because at the end of the day, we, we hope to see that jump, that progression this year from this team. And I feel like a lot of people now, and I guess it's from watching these last few weeks, the Steelers look really hot at the right time. And it just shows you how key this first couple of games are going to be for them. Yeah, absolutely. Don't sleep on the Steelers this season. And, you know, I think they'll feed off being underrated and being the underdog. And that's what we need is we need that underdog energy to come out swinging a week one. Um, complete quarterback, I love that. And we haven't seen Kenny rush a whole lot this preseason, but you had to rely on a lot in the regular in the regular season last year. Yet he scrambled a lot because he, he wasn't getting his reads. But every pass that I've seen him throw in the preseason has been crisp. It's been confident. He's stepping into his throws. He's finding his receivers. Um, that connection with with with, uh, with George Pickens is just going to absolutely blow up in this season. I think those guys are going to connect for 10 touchdowns this season, honestly. that's There's another bold prediction for you. I know it's not, it's not bold prediction time. I love it. Um, but I, I really do think that the Cedars are gonna they're gonna be in a position for the AFC the AFC North at least and it, it, it at least a wild card spot in in the playoffs come January. I agree. I and you know it's it's maybe taken me a few weeks to get to that point of thinking, mm. but I think everything sort of matches up, and I don't want to get too ahead of myself. But I I completely agree with your sort of thinking of where where they might be at the end of the year. Do you have, uh, do you have us winning the the North or not? Is the big question and. Just your thoughts on the, on those on those comments about Cammy as well. Yeah, well, like winning the North, obviously, that's a major bold prediction. You know, the Bengals are very strong, as we know. The Ravens, of course, strong, and the the Browns are the Browns, I suppose. Um, but yeah, like hearing that, obviously, complete quarterback. That's what you want to hear because a complete quarterback is what it is. You know, you can run, you can throw, no matter what, or no matter what, you know, um, seams or anything like that. You know, you're throwing it regardless of where you are on the field, you know, the red zone as well. Obviously, that's somewhere where he struggled last year, maybe a bit. But um, as we've seen in pre-season, he's, 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 he's been able to make any throw he needs to. Um, in terms of the, the media, the, the media just aren't talking about us, and that's what we want. You know, if you look at our, our recent history, we do better when we are underdogs. So I'm sure Coach Tomlin is just telling them, look, nobody's talking about us, and that's exactly what we want. Um, so, yeah, going forward, if Kenny can just take that next step, you know, going into his, his second season, it just proves yet again that you know he is what we we know he is going to become, and hopefully, Rag Clark is right. You know, he's he's been a he's a, a born Steeler as we know, and he's showing that obviously, obviously the confidence that that he needs to to progress to the next level. So, yeah, um, winning the AFC North is is one thing. Just let's let's become a, a major player in the AFC first before we're talking about winning division titles. But yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Don't worry about crazy. I'm optimistic over here. He's <laughs> being real. Uh, yes, the game. The game is in Atlanta this week. It's the final game of the preseason, folks. And the Steelers are two 0 on the preseason. Let's see if we can get that perfect record and over time defeat the Baltimore Ravens. Perfect record. I think that would be great, wouldn't it, lads? Um, all takes time. I mean, I think if if any of us had hair at the end of that, we'll, we'll be laughing. It'll take about fifteen years for that to happen if they do it. Um, Falcons have. Only won one game so far in the preseason. Look, both teams are looking to have a strong finish, but a safe finish. And then that game is on Friday morning, 12.30. Obviously, folks, by now you should know if you don't, the game is on GAA Go. It's the equivalent of NFL Game Pass in Ireland. GAAgo.ie. Sign up for free. You can watch the game for free. As somebody that watched the coverage last week, it's great because you actually get that in-depth coverage from Steelers Media. 
and it's completely different to watching the game usually during a regular season. Highly recommend it. Presuming you boys will all be staying up late to watch the game on Friday morning, yeah? That's that right. It 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 depends. So it depends on Thursday night, like it's gonna be a it's gonna be a long weekend. It well, it it it, it could be a good weekend, my friend. Indeed, I'm sure you'll be up late where you yeah. are watching the game. Yeah, good. I'll be I'll be sleeping in uh, for work on Friday morning, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, certainly looking forward to it. wherever you're watching the game from, folks. Say, please do reach out to us at Steelers Ireland on all social media hashtag Steelers Ireland. If you have any questions, we're, I think we're going to have a fan-centric podcast either next week or the week after we have some questions before week one, before we get into it. And we'll certainly look at that there. So please do let us know, folks. We'd love hearing from you. Whether you're in Belfast, Dublin, Cork, Kerry, or Donegal as well, folks. Wherever you are, give us a shout. Appreciate your time, folks. Lads, I'll chat to you soon. Here we go. Go Steelers and enjoy the last game of the preseason. Go Steelers. Here we go.